Welcome to Psychology of Home. My guest today is Wilson. She's been in her home for two years, and I've taken a look at some photos and videos of it, so we're going to chat about that. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Cammie. So tell me, you've been in your home for two years, and I noticed that you've done a lot of work on those spaces that other people get to enjoy in your home, guests that come over, and your family, the gathering areas, but you've not put a lot of time and attention into hallways, stairwells, and most importantly, your bedroom. I know, I know. It's a little embarrassing. So I feel really confident with the downstairs, the spaces that people see, the public spaces, the living room, the kitchen is wonderful. Everyone has good things to say about it. But then when you start going up the stairs, the place that people don't normally get to go see, um, it's very bare. You see the gray walls, the awful texture, the developer details, Mm -hmm. and it just becomes totally uninspiring. Yeah. And what do you think is the reason for not putting that attention, time, effort into your personal <laughs> spaces? So I have a oh, theory. Oh, we're going deep, right? Yeah. Well, right I have the a theory, go. yeah, that uh, <laughs> we put others before ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Including yeah. guests or including mm-hmm. strangers who, you know, might come to your house, you know. So the the idea that you don't put that time and attention into your bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. this space I know, this that sacred you— sacred space. Yeah. Yeah. And so is there any sort of like that you can think of like underlying reason why that is more difficult for you or you just haven't put that time and attention, money, you know, like money and worth is very like tied together. So is there anything there for you? No, I mean, I think that's a great question. And it's still an outstanding question. It's like, why do I put all this energy and effort onto the exterior that people see both in life and in my home? And I can't for whatever reason bring myself to invest that same amount of time, energy, effort, money into the inside. Um, So psychology of a home, (laughs) I'm very interested in psychology as well. I mean, I think that our spaces, you know, they're, they're us. And so why is the inside of my home so empty? Yeah. So, and you have no real thoughts about that. And, 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 and not that you have to, I mean, I think that before I went to therapy, I didn't realize, really know why I was going to therapy. I mm-hmm. didn't know what was going to be discovered there, revealed, like what were my blind spots. Mm-hmm. And that's what a good therapist does is kind of ask you some questions and quickly identify what those are. Mm-hmm. So I get not knowing, you know, because mm-hmm. you just kind of go through life and you're like, okay, some of the things I do, oh, it's like their <laughs> pallet rack is going by. <laughs> like, you know, I, I know that some of the things I do don't really benefit me and are Mm -hmm. not like great behaviors or habits or whatever. But until you really figure out like, why do I keep doing that? You know, why is is this pattern happening? Uh, So has it been a pattern for you? Like um, you've only been in your house two years. What did your last bedroom look like? I mean, once again, not really investing in the pieces that could make it um, a space that would be worth spending time in. Um, And I think, I think some of it's fear. It's, um, you know, maybe what I choose is wrong. Um, Mm. You know, I have more experience in the public realm. And so I'm more confident in my decisions with what people see. But when it's truly what I want, am I going to make the right decisions? Because maybe I don't know what I need. Maybe I don't know what I want. And I think for a woman, sometimes, you know, that's pretty common. Yeah. Is it, uh, I also think, because it's your bedroom and it's so private and personal and Mm -hmm. guests probably aren't ever going to see it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything there for you that is, I don't really know who I am exactly. I'm still discovering me. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, my husband chose the bed. It's from a local Portland place okay. called Joinery. Love it. Oh, yeah, I know the Joinery. Um, the the comforter is like a dark navy. It just feels very masculine because mm-hmm. I feel like my voice isn't being heard, but I'm also not speaking up. Yeah. So I have some ideas for it, but um, I haven't executed them. Okay, got it. And so your last bedroom, kind of similar to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been a personal space, even if it's not a bedroom, but that doesn't belong to other people that you live with or guests that come over? Has there ever been a space that you did kind of go for it, even as a child? Like, is there, like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if there's a time that you did that and then you kind of lost your way. And and I'm asking because I do work with a lot of clients that are new moms. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that transformation from going from, I'm a single person. I only have to worry about myself to now I actually have to um, maintain the life of a hu- another human. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's <laughs> like, now how do I think about myself? So it's like your identity right. kind of like becomes so embroiled in in caring for others and making sure they stay literally alive, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. So, you know, it's kind of like, do you, you know, you kind of lose yourself a little. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. All your time and energy goes into keeping the small things alive and keeping your family's life moving along that I think at the end of the day, you're just out of energy and effort. Maybe it's not even finances. Maybe it's just you don't have the time and energy to do those extra things. Yeah. So how do you make time for it? I don't know. My son's four going on five. I feel like I'm just emerging from the fog. I'm going back to work full time. That was a recent development. Um, You know, how do I make time for myself? Well, I think, you know, I'm not a therapist, obviously, but I am a therapy school dropout Um, (laughs) for a year. So sometimes it's, at least this is for me, once I'm aware of something, like I literally got something pointed out to me Mm -hmm. or like a blind spot being revealed. And that's the starting point for me. So once I'm aware that I didn't realize I was doing this, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I'm not investing time, attention, money into myself, at least as it um, appears in my home, you know, which is a real reflection of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the message is probably pretty clear every time you walk into your bedroom or leave it that I haven't finished this. Right. It's it's a constant reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost like I'm I'm incomplete, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's that piece of it. But I feel like once there's an awareness about that, that at least is the beginning for me of, okay, this is, mm-hmm. now this is on my radar. I have to kind yeah. of resolve this one. Well, now I'm saying it out loud. So yeah, yeah. It definitely is I know. an awareness. It's going to be on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes just saying it out loud uh, yeah. is kind of, now you're aware and accountable for, you know, any kind of future changes. Yeah, and definitely. it is, it is important. I mean, it really is important to, no matter what size the space is or what light the space has, it's mm-hmm. just to, um, to make it your own. I don't know if you've read any of Jen Sincero's books. She's the yes, one who does the yes, You're a Badass uh-huh. series. Yes, of course. She, at a pretty dark time in her life, she just wanted to live at the beach. That's mm-hmm. all she cared about was, I want to be able to swim every day and walk on the sand and be near the ocean. And she found this garage. Literally, someone was renting a garage and as an apartment. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it was like a full-size garage, but she rented it. And it, there wasn't anything to it. It was literally just a garage that you move into. Um, I'm assuming it, it had heat, but, but she talks about it in her book, even though she was in a garage, like 
very little light. She made it and and super broke. Mm-hmm. You know, she made it her own, like mm-hmm. just putting some curtains on the one window that there was. And she took um, album covers as art, you know. So it's just, you know, it's just that idea of I do care about myself and my space mm-hmm. and I need to have this environment because there's something that I think is when you elevate your space, your life actually gets elevated. Yeah. You know, there's just something about like walking through this space that's yours, that you right. created, even if you hire a designer to do it, yeah. you know? And oh, I remember you also told me that you're an architect. Yes, in a former life. Yeah, yes. but you worked for 12 years as an architect? Yes. Okay. So that is so interesting to me because <laughs> you, and I know you do residential and commercial, yes. but for the residential clients, how did that, because so my mom is also an architect mm. and I work with a lot of architects in this uh, job. And there is kind of a gray area between um, architect and interior design. And a lot of it is, you know, they develop and create the structure Mm -hmm. and then we flesh it out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get to be involved early in the process, but most of the time it's, I'm kind of living with the architect's choices. And it is sort of a, it's just an empty house. It's Mm -hmm. an empty, you know, empty spaces. So what was that when you were doing that kind of work, were you ever thinking of what's going on in these spaces? Like, how are these rooms going to be used? I mean, I know a bedroom is going to have a bed and a dresser, but did you ever sort of like imagine, sort of visualize, or is that not really part of an architect's process? No, absolutely. But I think insofar as we think about millwork and built-ins, we think about the sizing of rooms for particular furniture, but we don't necessarily, at least I didn't, I'm sure my fellow architects would kill me, um, think about what that couch looks like or what the art on the wall looks like or what the feeling of the space is yeah. that we want. We're so focused on the exterior, getting the drawings, getting it built, getting the right materials um, that are honest and have integrity. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, it's it's almost like the the metaphor for I run out of time and energy. Mm-hmm. It's we don't quite get to that space. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I know that there's a lot of conflict a lot of times with architects and interior designers where it's like, we give you the vessel yeah. and we say, you know, kind of like deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, wouldn't it be so much better if there was a synergy um, between those two? And I, I see that in my family. It's like, there needs to now be a synergy. Why did I take so much better care of like when I was a child of making my space, my space, but now that I have other people involved, yeah. there, there hasn't quite, it hasn't gotten to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something about uh, just not making yourself a priority. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's really easy to do when you're a new mom. I mean, like, you're <laughs> just like, how do you how do you do that? But I think that that kind of goes back to that, you know, awareness. And even if it's just carving out, you know, I mean, I literally put personal time on my mm-hmm. Google calendar, you know, my yoga. I just book it out as like, yeah. this is untouchable. Um, I also don't have little kids, so um, <laughs> easy for me to say. I know you've my, got a yeah. design school and everything else going on. Yeah, so lots of yeah. But I was also thinking as you were talking about you know your work as an architect, as you're not fleshing out those spaces, maybe um, that 12 years in that vocation just you weren't practiced at it. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, it wasn't your job. You didn't have to think of it, so you sort of just like pushed it out of your mind. Yeah, you know, so you could get your job done and then move on and work on something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's it's a little bit just a lack of practice and yeah, absolutely. You know, just getting in that habit of um, how do we flesh out rooms? But mm-hmm. you obviously know, I think there's still something to it because you're fleshing out your your main areas. 
but just right, have these bedrooms. Because right. you said also that your son's bedroom's not done. It isn't. It's just like a hodgepodge of leftover. I mean, his bed is something that we picked up on the side of the road in Selwood that someone was giving away. I was <laughs> like, very oh, this Portland. is great. You know, it was perfect. It was beautiful. I was like, why is anyone giving this away? But then we realized it's because he falls out of the bed. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so now we want to get him like a bunk bed or something like that. But then it's like a dresser from my husband's father's house. And I mean, it's just, it's just sort of a compilation of these things and it's not thoughtful. Yeah. Are there any other areas of your life that, I mean, you've got this darling outfit on. Are there any other areas of your life? Because I think fashion and, you know, just personal style and home style, there's a lot of, um, a big relationship between those two. Mm. So is there any other areas of your life that you're kind of like, you struggle in kind of finishing and putting thought into it? There's like some sort of an obstacle there or, or even just finishing things. Yeah, I think I've always had a hard time finishing things mm. um, as a just sort of personal quality. Yeah. Um, I get really excited about things and then I do about 90% and yeah. then I say, okay, that's good enough. But then maybe it's that 10% that really is haunting me. Yeah. Well, it does haunt you. Our brains actually don't stop thinking about something until we finish it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we finish it, you know, even if you're like, I want to lose 10 pounds. You can be, you can say that for literally 10 years. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's like this thing that weighs on you all the time. Like I really need to do, you know, lose this 10 pounds. And you just think about it, think about it constantly and make yourself crazy. And then as soon as you do it, you never think about it again. So there's no celebration. There's no like, yes, I did it. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, good job. So whatever. Because our brains literally just need that closure and that completion. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. we're like, and then of course we just move on to something else that's going to, you know, Fester, you know. Yeah, you know. It's, it's interesting because it's like, how much time do we waste on that that last ten percent? How yeah. much time do we say we need to achieve this goal? And then, honestly, maybe the goal doesn't even take that long to achieve. Yeah, but it's like what the is, time thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, what's that obstacle? What happens when you reach ninety percent? What's happening that you're but you can't get kind of over that hurdle? I think I get distracted. I think other mm. things come along that okay. pop up in my life okay. and um, demand my attention. Okay. And so I rationalize abandoning the last 10% in favor of something, quote, more important, more pressing. Yeah. Okay. Abandoning is an interesting Mm. choice of words because I feel like you're, there's a little bit in there, you're sort of abandoning yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think there's some, there's some, again, I'm not a therapist. This is so deep. I love this. (laughs) Free therapy session. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, and you know, I've done, I've done a lot of therapy and I've done a lot of, um, you know, we, we all are a work in progress, you know, and it's just real easy, especially when we've got a lot of other people in our life to think about, to, you know, put ourselves last and not really do this deep dive exploration of who am I? Why am I showing up this way? Why am I not putting this mm-hmm. energy and investment into myself? Do I have some self-worth mm-hmm. issues here that I want to unpack and think about? Yeah. I mean, I guess what's the answer in your opinion and your kind of experience? How do we get to that place? How do we get to that last 10%? I think, well, I think it'd be good to get a therapist. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I think everyone literally needs therapist a therapist. and interior designer. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just getting you a little bit further into like the idea of it, but yeah. I do think therapy is uh, a really, really important tool. I think it's changed a lot too. When I, when did I see a therapist? This has probably been like eight years now. Mm-hmm. And again, I had no idea why I was, it was at the request actually of my 
my husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my soon-to-be ex-husband. Um, but it was a good idea. It was a great su- suggestion he had. I was kind of putting some language out there um, that was just negative self-talk. Mm, and yeah. I'm never going to do this again, or I'm this, or I like chaos. I like, you know, change. And, you know, I kind of thrive on, mm-hmm, you know, just mm-hmm. like pivoting and, you know, just being kind of a crazy, carny kind of like person. And she like went immediately. I Within five minutes, we identified what was what was really going on. I mean, mm. that's literally how long it took her. Mm-hmm. And she asked me some very, you know, um, pivotal questions. Mm-hmm. But I think that that would be something I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's ever, um, I mean, you can have a bad therapist. You can have someone that's not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. But I think you'd know right away because you are it's not working. It's not helping you. If it feels yeah. really hard and it feels like the most challenging, gut-wrenching thing you've ever done, it's probably working. Yeah. You know, there was this time in a uh, therapy session. So she, my therapist, Heather, she used narrative therapy on me. That was kind of her her big one, which is um, where you change your story. Mm-hmm. You literally stop repeating the same thing that you say to yourself. You stop saying these negative things. And so, um, you know, her her big thing was, who would you be if you weren't those things? And I'd be like, I'd be this, this, and this. And she was like, just change your story. Change you. You, yeah. it, you made it up That's anyway. Powerful. Make up mm-hmm. a better story. You're the one who's made up that story about yourself. Right. Make up a better story. And yeah, it was just so powerful. Another thing she did was I hadn't really paid any attention to how my body felt mm-hmm. ever in my whole life. Like literally I was sitting, I was sharing something with her about myself at age seven. This is something that happened at age seven. And she said, where do you feel um, emotion right now? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, where do you feel it in your body? And I was like, I don't feel it in my body. And she goes, five minutes ago, you took your belt off. And and now you're literally kind of like hunched over like this. And I was like, didn't know that. My, my belt's just sitting right next to me. Didn't had any no awareness. And so I was like, I think I feel it in my stomach. And she goes, mm-hmm. I think you do too. And so just like these, you know, just those two things, like just pointed out that like, A, to pay attention to your body because your body has right. lots of messages, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, for you, it stores a lot of emotion and a lot of, um, you know, trauma and mm-hmm. past memories that might've been uh, negative. So yeah, I, I really, really would encourage you to see a therapist. I think that a uh, too bad Heather is not available. So therapist first or interior design first? I would say therapist first. Yeah. Because I feel like the rest will fall into place. Mm-hmm. I think that going to a therapist and identifying why you're getting to 90%, why you're not finishing things, why you're not putting that time, attention, investment mm-hmm. into yourself, I think that you're going to very well learn that. And so I think that you're going to get better results, not such half-assed results, and not having to be living with that regret of, okay, Cammy said to do interior design first. And so I got, my, you know, I started working on my bedroom and I got it to 90%. And then yeah. I kind of quit and I moved on to something right. That's else. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So just for that, not, and I just think you'll get a better, um, a better outcome. I think you'll put more into it. Like I'd like it to be that your favorite room in the house is your bedroom. Yeah. That would yeah. be ideal. Yeah. I mean, to have that feeling, like I know what that feels like and it feels so so good. Right. It's like the reward at the end of the day that you get to yeah. escape into the space that you love. Oh yeah. I mean, my I start every day 
in my bedroom and I probably work for the first two to three hours in bed mm. and I have to get up and give my, leave, you know, let my dog out and feed him. But other than that, I, I love being in there. And then, you know, I can, it just sets the tone for my mm-hmm. day. It's just kind of yeah. relaxing and, you know, the light's great. And, and you've mm-hmm. got those beautiful windows. I know we do. And there's an upper deck that I didn't show you. So the, okay. like, there's a possibility that's, that's to off have the, coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. have an upper deck that's that's off your bedroom? The master, Ugh. yeah. And yeah. it's, it's just collecting dirt and grime and, and dust right yeah. now. Um, so I feel like that could be a really wonderful spot that we don't utilize. Yeah. I think your room has the potential. I think all rooms have the potential of being sanctuary level rooms, mm-hmm. but you have all the good bones for it. You've got, it's a beautiful space and maybe, you know, I know you've got a lot of gray walls. Did mm-hmm. the, is the bedroom gray walls too? It's all gray. The okay. whole house is gray. Yeah. I mean, honestly, therapy is a great <laughs> idea, but part of therapy for me in a home is getting rid of gray walls. Mm. And I don't think that cross the board in all of America, but where we live in Portland, we get a lot of gray days. That's so true. Like our sky is gray a lot. And so when our inside and our outside is kind of oppressive, I know, um, (laughs) is kind of uh, oppressive and and kind of dark and shadowy, um, that doesn't feel so good. So that'd be the first thing I would invest in. And you don't have to do it in the entire house. Mm-hmm. I would, if it were me, I definitely mm-hmm. would. It would have been the first thing I did when I moved in. Um, I'm just a huge fan of white walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some favorites and I can send those to you, but sure, um, in great. an email, but definitely I love Benjamin Moore Simply White. I mm-hmm. love Sherwin-Williams Pure White, Benjamin Moore Dove White. Um, if you want something a little creamier, a little bit more buttery, um, Alabaster, Sherman Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you can use this company, sampleize.com. Okay. And they will sell you for six bucks. You get a swatch that's nine by 12 inches oh, nice. and it's made of two coats of real paint. And so mm-hmm. you can actually see the texture of paint on it. So those paint swatches that you get from other paint stores, mm-hmm. it's not made of real paint. That's why when you pick what, you know, you, you get your swatch this, this big and you take it home and you tape them onto the walls and then it looks entirely different. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. really haven't been able to determine, but I, I would start in, in your bedroom. I don't, I'm not like, I think all bedrooms have to be painted white. I think bedrooms can also be kind of moody if that's, you know, what mm-hmm. you want on your bedroom. But, um, so depending on what, you know, where you lean on that, I definitely would say painting your bedroom could be just, even just to change it up so you lose the baggage of the last two yeah, years. that's like, true. And maybe, maybe you really look, you love the bed. How do you feel about the um, antique dresser? Oh, I, we need to get rid of that ASAP. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a throwaway piece um, that's, the drawers don't even work. So it'd be nice to get something lower, really yeah. open up the space. So make yeah. it brighter, open it up. Um, yeah, it does feel too add tall. Add some feminine touches, maybe. I mean, yeah. At least balance out the masculine, or something. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be color. I I love color in my house. I love it. But yeah. when it comes to the master bedroom, I just, I want it to be peaceful and serene and calm. Yeah, yeah. And, and know, so maybe that is a little bit less, you know, yeah. big shocking colors and more sa- less saturated. Yeah, and that's know, what I'm thinking. A little bit more calm. Yeah. Is the is it carpeted? It is carpeted. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the things you could do, um, is it, it's the gray carpet. Mm-hmm. One thing you could do, I do this all the time, is I just put another area rug over that carpet. I was wondering about that. Yeah, so yeah. you just put it under okay. the bed. And so when you step, you know, out of bed, you literally land on that carpet. Mm-hmm. But it just breaks it up and it steals the attention away from the carpet. And you can do something 
that is warmer. Mm-hmm. So it kind of balances out that gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a really a good first. I mean, I think new dresser for sure. Mm-hmm. And I would get rid of that dresser like ASAP. Just get it out of there <laughs> because it's it's preventing you from having kind of a clean slate. I agree. And I feel know? like that's an easy thing to do. It's just Very easy. Just a piece of furniture. Yeah. Because then you're really starting with what you're going, because you're going to keep the bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows if you'll keep the... Um, the duvet cover, mm-hmm. you know, the the bedding. Um, but you can kind of decide that later. But after yeah, therapy. to like, yeah, cover <laughs> up kind of. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would be how I would approach it. Awesome. Yeah. And I have very high hopes for you to figure this out for yourself because now you know. And I think you knew anyway. I think that there was some <laughs> something in there that you're – I mean, it came out of you very – very freely. So, um, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. And then you also saw the images of that long hallway and yes. then the stairway. Yeah. Those are huge, yeah. expansive spaces that are again, gray yeah. and kind of dark. And yeah. how do you take a massive staircase? And I mean, my art would look so puny in there. I mean, yeah. if you're not a millionaire, how do you get sort of like a, a joy and installation? Like how do you, how do you transform a stairwell? I do a lot of collages. Mm. So there's a company I use called Framebridge Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they make it real easy. They have a page that's just called galleries and, or gallery walls. And they have maybe, I'm not kidding, like 40 options. And what they do is you can just, you can do digital uploads. Have you ever done like a digital upload from Etsy? Um, I haven't. No. Okay. So Etsy has, if you just literally write, um, artwork in artwork, digital upload Mm -hmm. in the search tool or the search box, you'll get a bazillion matches. I mean, there's just so many that is artwork that Mm -hmm. you can, um, digitally download and just send it directly to FedEx Kinko's or whatever the printer is and get a really, and whatever size you want. Mm -hmm. And they, um, it's great. So then you can get just like a, a frame from, Ribba, or sorry, a frame from Ikea. Mm-hmm. I like the Ribba frame. Mm-hmm. So you can get a frame, you know, just go get some inexpensive frames or just send them all to Framebridge and they literally send them to your house and they give you this giant wall map. So you don't oh, even wow. have to figure out how to do it. And you just have it installed. Just get cool. a handyman to install it. But there, I do a lot of those and sometimes I'll mix and match uh, frames. Sometimes I'll mix and match artwork with um, family photos, mm-hmm. things like that. I don't generally do just straight up family photos. That's just yeah. my own personal I thing. Agree. Yeah. But um, you can. But I like mixing it up. You could put kid art in there. Like if um, yeah. is it Clark? Yeah. It is yeah. Clark. Yeah. Um, if Clark uh, has any artwork, or if you want to start exploring that with him, <laughs> because there's just something. Um, it, it's 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 usually it's obvious it's kid art. But mm-hmm. if it's like you know if you give him like a good color palette, yeah. you know, um, don't give him black because he'll mix it with everything, and then you'll just have more gray. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that could be really cool for your so your stairwell, and it doesn't have to take up the whole space. Mm-hmm. But you know, it has to be you know to scale, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's my concern is the scale is so massive that it's, it feels overwhelming. Yeah. And you don't only, you only have to do one wall. Like a stairwell mm-hmm. doesn't need the whole thing. It's not mm-hmm. a museum, yeah. you know, it's your, it's, you know, just how you get from one floor to the next. <laughs> exactly. So I wouldn't be too overwhelmed, you know, by, by that idea, but I definitely would check out Framebridge and see if you like, cause they do ones cool. that are specific for um, stairwells and you can always add on. So if your stairwell is a little bit 
bigger than that, you know, mm-hmm. you can always add another couple of pieces on. But um, so we, it sounds like they have designers that can help you with sort of the layout. Is they've just done them already. Oh, and wow. so you literally okay. just, I want that one. Okay. And you can do the same thing for a hallway. They have um, one that's called a triptych and mm. it's just three of the same size and you can, really great for going down a hallway. Mm-hmm. I think that hallway also could really use some white paint just because yeah, it feels like a dark tunnel. You. You know? It's hard because I think putting art on the wall would make it feel even more cramped. Um, so I've been hesitant to do that, yeah. but maybe just paint because that doesn't take up any square footage. Yeah, it could be. Um, but I think if you got even just uh, like a white frame with white matting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. something sort of like simple and soothing for artwork, I don't think it would make the walls close in. I mm-hmm. think it would just break up the space a little, mm-hmm. you know, so it just doesn't feel like a, a dark <laughs> tunnel. Like a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. those spaces can be, they can be overwhelming and daunting. Yeah, they're hard. Well, anything else as you have a professional designer here? Anything else? No, goodness. On any topic whatsoever. Obviously, I don't stay in my own lane. (laughs) It's so nice to talk with someone because I think a lot of times I get in my head Mm -hmm. and you're right. I tell myself these stories like uh, I'm not worth it or I don't have the time and energy to invest in this upper floor that no one sees. But I see it. And it's thank you for sort of echoing what I already knew, but um, for just talking me through it and giving me some great ideas. You are welcome. And that just gave me another idea though. Um, What Heather, my therapist did, I had to keep a journal, like Mm. a negative thought journal. And I had to write down every time I said one of those. And then as we got more into narrative therapy, I had to literally take those thoughts, change them to something that I would like to be thinking instead of Mm -hmm. that one. And that that. might be a really good idea for you. So when you get those negative thoughts, like get it down, Mm -hmm. like acknowledge it, be aware of like what you just said to yourself. And I know, you know, like saying negative things about ourselves to ourselves is not good for our well-being and not good for our, you know, our, our future, you know, life and progress to our, you know, to reach our potential. We really have to um, acknowledge those and not just let them go, but I think changing the words we say um, as a way to let them go. And when you write it down, it becomes a physical thing that you have the power to then change or cross out. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank Thank you so much, Cammie. Yeah, this was awesome, Wilson. And I love your name. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, be honest. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you love your bedroom? My hunch is that many of you just thought of a very low number in your head. And why? Because we put every other room in our house first. Even our kids have tricked out awesome bedrooms and ours totally sucks. So why is that? I understand that it's necessary to have a dining room put together so you have some place to eat and your kids obviously need a bed and and a desk and whatever else in their bedroom and you want a place to sit in your living room why do we forget this very very important sanctuary in our homes we sleep there we spend all this time here and we neglect it so my advice is get yourself a beautiful bed or at least a headboard some linens that you love a duvet cover a throw blanket and some fabric that really makes your heart sing. Get an area rug underneath your bed so you can step off onto your rug when you get out of bed, if you have wood floors. Even if you don't have wood floors, if you have some janky ass carpet that is making you very sad, throw an area rug over it. 
You can have that be the focal point instead of your wall-to-wall carpet. Do you have room for a bench at the end of your bed? Maybe a place to set your robe down. And what else? Could you have a bookshelf or a small table? Whatever you do have room for, do it right. At least think about why it would be important for you to have a room that you love. And I think it is actually more important to do your room than your kids' rooms. And you can tell them I said that.